It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Josh Giddy makes a rising stars game. What's to come from Josh Giddy's future? How many rising star players would you rank ahead of Josh Giddy? And some more injury news regarding the Oklahoma City Thunder. All of this and more coming up on today's Lockdown Thunder on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your teams every day. You are locked on Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod and email the show LO Thunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into the Thunder getting set to take on the Portland Trailblazers and also Josh Giddy's Rising Stars game, Thunder Stockwatch, and more injury updates. But let's start with Josh Giddy, who has named a rising star, the 12th player in Thunder history to be named a rising star. Dyson Daniels, who we played with in the uh, NBL in Australia, was also named to the Rising Stars as a part of the new uh, format where they're going to break them into, into four teams and include NBA G League players, four players from the NBA G League Ignite. Uh, of course, that's the program where draft eligible players play on that squad, which Dyson Daniels is. Teams we drafted, again, this year they're going to break them into four different teams, so you need a draft for that, and the draft will be taking place on uh, Friday. At 4.30 on NBA TV, that draft will be selected by the four Hall of Fame coaches that, that will be playing there. They're the four players uh, from the top 75 player uh, the player list of all time that came out earlier this season. Those guys will coach the team, and so they're going to draft the team as well. And then the actual event itself takes place February 18th in also Rican in Cleveland. Uh, the only Thunder player is Josh Giddy that will be, that will be participating in All-Star Weekend, barring any sort of uh, weird three-point contest selection of like Mike Muscala or something. All in all, 
It'll likely only be Josh Giddy who uh, participates in All-Star Weekend for the Thunder in Cleveland. It'll happen on February 18th, so mark your calendars for that. Now, the other rookies in the Rising Stars game and other participants in the game, which I think is very interesting, especially with where the Thunder are at right now. The Thunder roster is comprised mainly of young players. It's the youngest roster in the NBA, and they're starting their rebuild and want to get young, controllable players. So how many of these players in this Rising Stars showcase would you rather have than Josh Giddy? as we go down this list? You go down with just the rookies themselves, first of all. You have Franz Wagner, Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley, Anthony Shingoon, Herbert Jones, Davion Mitchell, Cade Cunningham, Chris Duarte, Aotasumu, Jalen Green, and Jalen Suggs. Of those rookies, you have one of the best ones. Josh Giddy uh, is a top-tier rookie. Then the other participants, of course, these are kind of the sophomores of the group, Cole Anthony, Desmond Bain, LaMelo Ball, Sadiq Bey, Anthony Edwards, Therese Halliburton, Therese Maxey, Jade McDaniels, Isaac Okoro, uh, Isaiah Stewart, Jay Sean Tate, and Precious Achura. And then the G League players, the four that are on the G League team, of course, these are going to be draft eligible players uh, for the most part. I don't think that Scoot's eligible until next year, but Scoot Henderson, Jaden Hardy, Dyson Downs, and Marjan Beauchamp. Of that entire list of players who will take place in this February 18th showcase of the youngest, brightest rising stars in the NBA. Who would you rather have besides Josh Giddy? Anthony Edwards, to me, is a lock. You'd rather, if you could just trade one for one, you take Giddy, trade him for Anthony Edwards, and put Anthony Edwards next to this, this roster, next to SGA. I think you'd do that. I think that Anthony Edwards is, is a guy that has that swagger about him, has that bravado and that leadership about him, and is just a winner. And also, a very good basketball player and score. And I think that it might uh, be an interesting fit between him and SGA, just as Josh Giddy is an interesting fit between him and SGA. I think that you take LaMelo Ball over him as a player, as a one-for-one -one player over Josh Giddy right now. But there's, of course, similarities between those two games, uh, between LaMelo and Josh Giddy. I think that you probably like LaMelo more as a scorer uh, than Josh Giddy at this point in their careers. And that's the only two sophomores I'd rather have than Josh Giddy. And then you look at the rookies. And of these rookies, I'd rather have Evan Mobley from this class and Cade Cunningham from this class. Now, that's my preference. I, I can see the argument for wanting a Scotty Barnes over Josh Giddy. So at most that this list extends to is five, and it can extend to as little as four. I, I think that with Josh Giddy, you have to step back, and to me, this is a great context of how good he's been this rookie season. Other than just saying, wow, look at that pass, or wow, look at how surprising this is. When you put it into context of let's compile all these rising stars, let's get a group of names of the top rookies and sophomores in the league, and where would Josh Giddy shake out? He's top four. Now, take you back six months ago where – you don't have draft lottery luck. You fall to pick six. The sky's falling. It's been a five-player draft all year. And for the past two years, really, it was a five-player draft, and it was the same five names of Kaminga and Green and Mobley and Cunningham. And now you're left out in the cold. Suggs, of course, the fifth name. 
He goes out in the cold at pick six. It's it's doomsday scenario stuff here. There's a chance you could have had two top five picks. You thought you were a lock for a top five pick, and you only come with top with with, with pick six. And then draft night comes, and Scotty Barnes leaps into the top five. Kaminga, who's been a top five prospect the entire process until the last month of this process, is on the board. With him on the board is James Booknight, who has been rumored to be Sam Pressy's guy for the last month. And all of a sudden, Adam Silver walks out on that stage and says, Josh Giddy. From that moment to right now, would you have ever believed we'd be saying that Josh Giddy is a top four player when it comes to uh, rookies and sophomores in this league? He's already proven that much to, to everybody with the way that he plays the game and the way that he kind of uh, fits into the NBA style. Hats off to Josh Giddy for that feat. And again, and again, I could see the argument for Scotty Barnes, so maybe uh, he's he's five at that point. You know, maybe you push down and, and have five players over Josh Giddy. But it's been it's been a heck of a ride in this half a season so far. But you can really start to see uh, the special traits of Josh Giddy, and the most encouraging thing being how sustainable it feels. It does not feel like he's being uh, somebody who he, he's kind of being being a beneficiary of, of getting a lot of minutes and a lot of opportunity that, say, Kaminga's not getting right now, right? It feels like these are not stats and and, and attributes that, that he's getting and accuracy he's getting just because he's being on the team that's starting him from, from day one. It feels like this is sustainable and repeatable for him, and it has been so far this season. And... You just have so much faith in him to continue to develop as his work ethic shines through each and every day. And he is realistic with himself. And, and he says, you know, multiple times this year that he needs to change a jump shot. And you, you just can't change a jump shot midseason. So that's an area where two years on the line, you're going to be looking at a huge upgrade. And if that actually comes to fruition, he gets that jump shot and he becomes a better score. Then that list grows smaller and smaller. And it's already only at four or five names right now of rookies and sophomores who you'd rather have than Josh Giddy, And that's the kind of stuff that can change the timeline of the tank. It can change the course of your rebuild. It can change the fate of your franchise. It's by hitting on guys like Josh Giddy at pick six and making chicken salad out of chicken something else. Really impressive stuff from Josh Giddy this year. Hats off to him for being a rising star. And again, catch that action on Friday, February 18th. Uh, in Cleveland, Ohio, and let's see how he can do against his top counterparts, his top uh, peers in this Rising Stars setting. We'll see how that goes coming up. We're going to talk about him winning uh, Rookie of the Month again, but also we have an injury update on Jeremiah Robinson Earl, a special edition of Thunder Stockwatch, and we're going to preview the game tonight against the Portland Trailblazers. But first, I want to say right now, our good friends over at betonline.net, Bet Online has you covered this year with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues to march toward the big game in a couple of weeks, BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your score up uh, scores and podcasts and news all season long. It's not just football though. BetOnline.net has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops. 
NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Do not wait. Take advantage right now. These amazing offers are available for the 2022 season, but online where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder Podcast, on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to thank you right now for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We are here for you talking Thunder basketball. For your second listen, go check out the Locked On NBA podcast, which gets you set all around the association. And I do want to remind you that the NBA trade deadline is one week away. That's right, one week. February 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern is the NBA trade deadline. And you know what? We have you covered like only we can. The Locked On NBA podcast will be covering this event live from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, and Locked On fantasy basketball host Josh Lloyd to get breakdowns and analysis of all the blockbuster moves. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA YouTube page and get that notification so you know whenever they're live. And again, I'll be in there uh, from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Central Time, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll be in the chat saying what I'm hearing about the Thunder. They'll be there breaking it down. If the Thunder make a move, I'll hop on there. And all of our local experts will chip in as well if their team makes a move. So you're going to get a ton of breakdown coverage, and you're going to know exactly what's happening at the deadline if you just tune in to this stream. Pop it open, another tab at work, and just have it on. Uh, and listen to what's happening so that way you don't have to be mindlessly scrolling scrolling through Twitter and and not doing your job. Listen while you work. Locked on NBA podcast there on YouTube for the live stream on YouTube on the deadline day, February 10th at 2 p.m. Central. Let's continue this edition of Locked on Thunder, and let's start by continuing to praise Josh Giddy for winning Rookie of the Month again for the month of January. He's three for three on rookies of the month, and he might go wire to wire. Honestly, I think he will. Knock on wood that he's not suffering injury, but if he's healthy all year long, I really think that he's going to go wire to wire for Rookie of the Month awards in the Western Conference. And that obviously locks him into being an all-rookie. His stats, his accolades already being uh, the best to ever get double-doubles as a rookie in, in in the Thunder history, right? He's already passed Russ on that feet, and he's going to continue to uh, continue to make that number almost unachievable by any other rookie uh, as he continues his season going forward in the double-double uh, streak. But the youngest ever get a triple-double in NBA history, that will not be broken this season. And his just play on the court is going to lock him into that all-rookie status. And to show how elite this draft class is, he's going to be an all-rookie player, first team. He's going to have gone wire to wire in Rookie of the Month awards for the Western Conference, and he's not going to win Rookie of the Year. I think that Evan Mobley's a lock for Rookie of the Year. I think that you're hoping for a top three finish for Josh Giddy. You're hoping that he can finish behind Mobley 
and then one and then kind of above or below one of Barnes or Cunningham. And I think he can do it. I think they deserve to be top three, but it'll be an interesting vote to see how the media handles the, the placement of it. Cause I do think that that Mobley is a lock for rookie of the year. And I think it's more interesting to see who will finish top three between Cunningham, Giddy and Barnes. But sadly the thunder have another injury to discuss. They've been hit with the injury bug over the course of these last few days after being pretty healthy all season long One of the healthier teams uh, this season, losing the least amount of games due to injury of any NBA team. But now Jeremiah Robinson Earl is out for at least six weeks. He sustained a right foot fracture that we reevaluated in approximately six weeks. And again, as we said with, with SGA earlier this week, reevaluation does not mean return. That's just when they're going to check him out again. So it's six weeks from checking him out. And then from that point, you'll have a return date. And the return date luckily could be the next day, but also could be three more weeks or four more weeks. So uh, his season obviously is going to be an interesting finish for his rookie year. And the question now becomes, what does this mean? But first, I want to talk about just how good he's been this year. Such a bummer to end his rookie season this way. Uh, if it if it does end, not that it's going to end, but just to kind of have this hanging over his rookie season. He's been very good. Seven points per game, five rebounds per game, and assists per game, and shooting 33% from three, getting a ton of starts in this, in this season, uh, playing in that small ball five role. Just love, love, love what we've seen from JRE and that he's going to be a, a really big piece uh, of the Thunder future in some capacity right now. Is that going to be at a starting level or a bench level? Whatever the case is, he's going to be a part of the future core for the Thunder. But what does this mean for the Thunder moving forward? It's interesting because the deadline comes up next week, and so we'll, we'll, we'll get a clearer picture next week. But assuming that they stay on the team, does this mean more of Kenny Hustle and Mike Muscala? Now, Muscala, of course, is dealing with that not minute restriction, but like minute spurts that they want to keep him on to help nurse that ankle. So maybe his minutes do not be, it's not going to be directly impacted or inflated, but you're probably going to see more of Kenneth Williams given the injury aspect of this team right now. And that makes the team a lot better, right? The more Kenny Hustle plays, the better this team is. The more Mike Muscala plays, the better this team is. And so that's an interesting aspect as we continue to move on this season and check out the Tankathon standings each and every day. Now, Mamadi Diake is on that 10-day deal seal that will take him to the deadline. And at that point, the Thunder can either move on from him or sign him to that extra roster spot that they have right now from waving Gabriel Deck. So they have to make a decision on him. So does that mean that now with Jerry out, he's going to start again tonight against Portland and he's going to play 30 minutes a night for, for the next few days here leading up to the, 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 the decision time for him. But we'll see on that front. The most important question for this is that you take this Portland game, for example, you're without Jeremiah Robinson for six weeks. You don't have, uh, you don't have SGA for until after the all-star break. Vid Critchie is out with an ankle injury. Isaiah Roby's out. Aaron Wiggins is out. That's your Portland preview, right? You're without SGA, Jerry, Wiggins, Vit, and Roby. Is Poku going to play? Is Poku going to uh, going to suit up here and be in the rotation after not being in that rotation against Dallas and not being in the rotation recently for Mark? Is he going to get some minutes here for the Thunder? That's kind of the big thing to me in this in this Jerry injury. Is that is this the opening? Is is this the crack in the in the door to get? Poku back in that rotation regularly and back in 
more of a role he's in last year where he's playing, you know, whatever minutes a night it was, 20 minutes a night, or uh, getting just a more sustainable run at the NBA level in these six weeks that Jerry's gone or beyond six weeks, depending on how that reevaluation goes. But wishing Jerry a great and speedy recovery. He's been phenomenal this year, so always want to uh, see him stay healthy and bounce back after this whenever that is going to happen. So that's the update on that. Now coming up, we'll have our Friday edition of Stockwatch and preview the game against Portland before returning tonight to recap the game against Portland. So another weekend bonus episode of Lockdown Thunder coming your way in your podcast feeds tonight into Saturday morning because this game is on the West Coast. So make sure you got your coffee handy and you're ready to ready to rumble with this West Coast swing. I mean, goodness gracious. Doesn't the NBA know scheduling these 9 p.m. tip times? I'm going to be drinking like 17 cups of coffee today, about three before noon. Then I'll probably ease off of it. And then right about tip off, right about when coach talks to those of us in the media, whenever he kind of hops in the Zoom with us, I'll be hitting another cup of coffee. And then at halftime, I'll hit another cup of coffee. And then after the post-game Zoom, I'll probably hit another cup of coffee to get some work done after the game. It's not good. It's not good for us central, central time zone people. And then guess what, folks? You turn around Saturday and you play another 9 p.m. tip in Sacramento. These back-to-backs, they're hard. They're hard, but I love it. I love all of the uh, listeners out there as well. This is why we churn out the content. So thank you for listening to Locked on Thunder and making us your first listen every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball. Tell me how much coffee you're going to consume to stay up and watch the Thunder play this West Coast back-to-back swing. But again, coming up, we'll have our segment on Thunder stock watch. But first... I want to say right now, our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off of your next order. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, about 30 grams of sugar, and a dozen net carbs, you know which one to pick. You pick the one that has 100% chocolate on the outside. Listen, it's so easy to eat healthy when you're picking a Built Bar because, number one, they satisfy that chocolate craving by having the 100% chocolate on the outside. Number two, it does not taste chalky or waxy or like chemicals like some of these other uh, protein bars do. And number three, most importantly for me, is the lack of repetition in the sense of I personally love the cookies and cream built bar. So I can, I can down those cookies and cream built bars all day. But if you ever see that you're kind of in that repetitive habit, they have so many flavors to choose from that, that you just will have your head spinning with how many flavors you can shake it up with. So you can always stay on your toes and always mix it up and not get too bored of doing the right thing and eating healthier and being better with built bar. Go to built.com, promo code lock 15, 15% off your next order. Promo code lock 15, 15% off of your next order. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder, the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Email the show, Thunderpod at gmail.com. Let's dive into Thunder Stock Watch to end the show. We're going to open up the stock bond. What do they call the bell ringing? Is that the end of the beginning of the stock session? I don't know. We're going to start buying and selling stock here in different Thunder topics. Let's start with Trey Mann. Buy or sell, Trey Mann will be an elite NBA scorer. Scorer, not a player necessarily, but a scorer. I'm buying that. I'm buying that because I think that he has all the tools to really put the ball in the hoop as a player, as a creator. And he's shown a surprising ability to do it off the ball as well as on the ball. And I think that that really bodes well for his future. He can just score in so many ways. I talk all the time on this podcast about his scoring tree and how many branches come off that scoring tree, the step back, the floater, the mid range, the catch and shoot, getting to the rim and finishing through contact as a, as a kind of smaller quote unquote guard. I think that Trey Mann is going to be an elite scorer in this league. The next one, buy or sell Jerry being a legit piece for this organization. Yeah, I said it. I spoiled it in the Jerry segment, but I'm buying it. Jerry's legit. Now, every time we talk Jerry, we've got to give a huge shout out to our local draft expert, Richard Stamen, who's on the Lockdown uh, Podcast Network and is our Lockdown Thunder draft correspondent. He helped us out all last year with draft coverage, coming on every single week, talking draft. He'll be back on here again starting next week to talk some drafts. So look forward to that as well. And on his big board, all year long, all year long, Jeremiah Robertson Earl was top 12, folks. Top 12 in Richard's big board all last year. He was high, high, high on Jerry, and now so am I, I, I. Love Jerry. Absolutely think that he's a, a future piece of this organization moving forward to help them get back to where they want to be. Now, buy or sell, Josh Giddy being a top three rookie in this class. So that means that he has to supplant uh, one of Cade Cunningham or Scotty Barnes because you have Evan Mobley as a one. I think that Evan Mobley is going to be a top three player in this class, no matter what happens with the rest of them. So Mobley takes up one of those spots. And then for Josh Giddy to be in that position, he takes up one of those spots. So now you'll have one, only have one left for the rest of the rookie class. But you have to lock in Mobley. You at this scenario have to lock in Josh Giddy. Can he bump out enough guys to be top three? I think personally he can. I think personally that he can leapfrog whoever you want to pick from Barnes or Cunningham and be a top three rookie in this class. So I'll buy that as well. Buy or sell Pokashevsky, who's fallen out of the Thunder rotation. They're kind of still working with him. We talked about this at the end of the last podcast. So if you missed that, go check out yesterday's podcast where we talked all about this at the end of the Mavericks recap show about what Mark said pregame on Pokashevsky falling out of the rotation. Uh, I'm still going to slightly buy, and I'm just going to buy one share of this topic, for example. I'm not going all in, but I'm not all out like some people are. I think that this organization has put too much faith, trust, or uh, too much stock, for lack of a better word, in Poku to where they're not going to give up on it so easily, right? They've made it known they think that he can be a superstar 
and they made and they think that he can be a unicorn player and they just couldn't couldn't stop talking about it last pre-draft where it was the rare draft leak that was actually true from the Thunder to get Poku, that you do not give up on that after a season. You just don't. And as I said yesterday, to do this job, to be an NBA executive, an NBA head coach, an NBA anything, NBA player anything, you have to have some sort of edge about you. You have to have some sort of ego about you. It's not easy to say, hey, I got this one wrong, right? So the judgment's still out on Poku if it's right or wrong, the draft pick. Uh, so in that scenario to me, Poku is going to be a buy at least for next year, be on the team and in the rotation and the year after that. And then from there, after those two years, then you start to think, huh, maybe he's not fit for the NBA. Or you say, huh, maybe Sam Pressure was right and this guy can be a unicorn. These next two years to me is what's going to define Pokushevsky. I said before the season started this year that, hey, guys, let's not freak out if we do not see a leap from Poku. We saw that leap from the start of the season to the G League bubble to post G League bubble last year. Let's not be shocked if he's one of those one of these guys, which happens often in the NBA, that their leap happens year two to three and not year one to two. And so far, that feeling has been trending in the right direction for me of like, his leap hasn't happened from year one to two. And hopefully it happens two to three because I think that in the minutes Poku's gotten, he's played pretty well. He's played pretty well in those minutes. He's just kind of on a tighter leash than he was last year. And so he doesn't have those crazy highlights, but also doesn't have those crazy lowlights either. And then by our sale, OKC finishes with a bottom three record in the league. I'm hoping I can buy this one. I'm hoping. Uh, to, to eventually feel confident enough to buy. Right now, I would just sit, sit here and hold. But if I had to pick one side or the other, I'd sell. I think that there's just something about this Thunder team where they're going to win just too many games to be bottom three, and they'll be about where they're at right now at four, uh, in, in my opinion. So uh, hopefully I'm wrong for the sake of the draft pick, but we'll see what actually happens down the stretch of this season. And it starts tonight against Portland We'll be back to recap this game against Portland tonight, recapping the Kings game on Sunday and going all throughout the week on Lockdown Thunder past that. So until then, I'm Rylan Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Until tomorrow, be good and be good to one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.